In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's an old and really not terribly funny joke about a sea captain who was at the top of his profession. And he had, a, he had earned a reputation of being one who would make excellent decisions in a time of crisis. People did notice, however, that just before the time came that he had to give orders to resolve that crisis, he would go down to his stateroom, open the safe, take out an old crumpled piece of paper and read it. And then he would stride onto the deck and make the right call every time. Naturally, curiosity was high, and it was no surprise that when he died, one of the first things the crew did after his funeral service was to go gather in his stateroom and watch the first mate open the safe and pull out, out the well-worn slip of paper. He read it. Port left, starboard right. In difficult times, the captain knew to remind himself repeatedly of the basics. And the captain's little slip of paper held information that everybody already knows. But it was his secret, the basic source of his ability to act. In Mark's Gospel, Jesus is a little like that captain. He has a secret. It's often called the messianic secret. And it is especially pronounced in Mark. Jesus is secretive about his identity and refrains from appropriating any messianic title for himself. He teaches in parables which the secret of the kingdom lies slightly hidden under the surface. And he re repeatedly, sternly orders people not to tell that secret. Shh is Jesus' message to the demons when he exercises them. Shh is Jesus' message to the demons, is his word to the leper who was healed, a synagogue leader whose daughter he restores to life, to a deaf man he restores to speech, and a blind man at Bethesda he restores sight to. Is Jesus' command to Peter and James and John when they descend the Mount of Transfiguration. For Mark, the secret functions throughout his gospel like the little slip of paper in the captain's safe, expresses the heart of Jesus' divine identity. The healings and exorcisms reveal the effects of Jesus' identity and divine power. But the good news is not reducible to them. Jesus immediately withdraws early in the morning while he is, it is still very dark to a deserted place to pray. And this emphasizes that the power and authority of his exorcisms and his healings come from God. He rises before dawn and leaves everybody behind to find his strength and power in the desert. When dawn comes, 
the restlessness passes into the action of the new day. And in this case, a new age of salvation. And when Jesus returns from being on, uh, being on his own, Simon Peter tells him, everyone is looking for you. Those words apply to more than the crowd at Capernaum. They apply to everyone in Israel who has suffered through the restless darkness of the Roman occupation and waiting for the new dawn of salvation, even if they don't have a clue what that salvation would mean and what form it would take. It was true of the whole world at the time, even if they didn't know quite what that yearning meant. In Mark, this is the launching point of that salvation. Jesus will spend the next three years of his life fulfilling what he started in, in Galilee, tirelessly and patiently crisscrossing Israel and Judah to open the hearts for forgiveness of sins and the establishment of his new covenant with God. So we have several things going here. Keeping the, Masonic, the Messianic secret, not Masonic secret, Messianic secret. <laughs> Escaping to the desert to be alone. Recharging and refocusing on the prophetic mission. The demands of the sick and the pressures of, the, of every day and the search for salvation. If anything, it expresses the weight of the responsibility Jesus has taken on his shoulders and how he chooses to take on the commission to change the value system which this world so, so desperately needs. I cannot personally imagine what that stress would be like. It makes me want to break into a serious chorus of Dr. Seuss. Oh, Dad, how sad, what a bad day Dad had. And it was worse than a bad day. It ultimately means he will die on the cross so that we might understand what he was about and how determined he was to make it happen. That was the messianic secret. God was operating in a world through him and in, in order that the world might understand it was necessary for Jesus to die and rise again on the third day. The healings and forgiveness and the driving out of demons were all hints about that divine identity. All things which would ultimately do him in. And to keep his focus, he withdrew so that he could focus on what he needed to do to carry on. The striking thing for me here is that Jesus doesn't throw up his hands as I would and say, what a bad day Dad had. He returns to his emotional and spiritual roots and reconnects to his purpose and his mission. I don't know about you, but this yo-yo pattern of going back and forth between life's demands asks a tough question for me. Am I just spinning out of control at the end of my string? Or am I letting myself be drawn back into the hands of God 
How much time and attention am I giving to prayer and reflection and solitude so that I might go out and face the stress of the day? Is my pattern balanced like that of Jesus? Or is it more like that of poor Dr. Seuss, poor dad? Now today is the annual meeting. The same question that we ask of ourselves can be asked of parishes. Have we got both action and reflection going on here? Are we responding to what people really need? But also, are we praying about why or how we would respond to people's needs? Do we know the mission and purpose out of which we do respond? It takes both action and reflection according to Jesus. And in the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. And when they found them, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. And he answered, let us go on. Here endeth the sermon, but I have a P.S. Please stay tuned for today's annual meeting. We will not be serving bread and fish cooked on the beach, but rather pizza, which still at least sounds slightly more appealing, if less healthy. Mother Suzanne will reveal the messianic secrets as recorded in the parish safe on a piece of crumpled paper, and you will have the opportunity to respond to her vision for the All Saints Kingdom. And Bob Hogan will reveal the cost of discipleship. <laughs> How could you possibly prefer to go to brunch? Amen. <laughs>